welcome aboard. This is your captain, Johnny. And first mate, Jess. Thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public. But what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters. They're just along for the ride upon the ships of chaos. Well, hello, Chaotics. Welcome to the start of a new story. This is Johnny. This is Justina. How is everybody doing? How are you, Johnny? Oh, good, good, good. It's been a good week. I'm exhausted because they made me get up at 6 a.m. this morning to go to work. Gross. Gross. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. So. So. But you got off early, though, right? Working at 6? I got off in time to be able to do this recording. So there's that. There's that. <laughs> and how are you, Justina? Um, so my husband and I have decided that we need a bigger house. Um, we're running out of room here and our family is expanding. So we're playing in this horrible housing market right now. Um, we got an offer accepted on a new property. But now we have to list <clears throat> and accept an offer on our current house in 14 days so it's a little stressful (laughs) I'm excited to move but bittersweet and sad and stressed out and overwhelmed all at the same time okay okay (laughs) and then my other news is our family is expanding Uh, my husband and I are having a little baby chaotic Yay. Oh, it's been a long time coming. We've been trying for a very long time. So we're very excited for this little rainbow baby of ours. I am excited too. I can't wait to see them. (laughs) It's going to be a girl. Yay. Yeah. I think this is the first time I'm hearing this. Yeah, we just found out. So it's a girl. And um, her name is going to be Olivia Joe. Nice. Yes. I like the name Olivia. Thank you. I, I, you know, I've been drawn to it for a very long time and I just keep seeing it every time I look at names and I can't, it's just, it's her name. Yes. I'm very (laughs) excited for you. Thank you. I'm very excited. I'm sick all the time, but it is what it is. She's healthy. Yes. And you, you, you've had a bit of a pregnancy (laughs) brain lately. Yeah. All, all the time. I'm forgetful all the time. I'm tired all the time. <laughs> well, yeah. I have that's... no excuse. <laughs> no, you're working at 6 a.m. That's an excuse to forget stuff. It's too early. Yeah. I forgot my manager's name today. Oh, <laughs> they don't. They're not important. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Yeah, we are starting a new store today. I'm so excited. I'm excited to go into a new fandom. I know um, last week we talked about like the intro to Twilight and about the fandom. So I'm excited. Yeah, uh, when I, uh, I finally went on to Archive Our Own and made sure that all our uh, podcasts were posted. And we have three Harry Potter stories and three teen wolf stories and that is it so it'll be interesting to have a new fandom Mm -hmm. so 
That'll be really interesting. And we've been talking about doing a summer special. And I'm thinking, just throwing this out there to the universe, what's hotter than True Blood? Like, True Blood took place in the summer. Yeah, I They were I constantly in the summer. I, I, I agree. I will try to find a True Blood fic. Okay. Uh, Okay. I think it would just be really cool. Every time I think of summer, I think of like Louisiana and um, just how Suki was always wearing her booty shorts and like tank top because it's so hot outside. I will look through both Southern Vampire Mysteries and True Blood. Yay. Okay. So just throwing it out there. We don't have to stick to it. Opening it up to the chaotics too. If you guys have an idea for a summer special, hit us with it. Yes. Um, so are you ready to get started on the story? Oh, yes, I am. Okay, let me do, 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 do. So I'm we're going to start with your with voice. The, huh? I said I'm excited to hear your voices. Okay, we're going to start out with a little Arthur, author's note. Okay. Because I thought it was funny after our talk last week. So, Dedication. This was conceived by and written for Jesse YPT. Baybet, I'm so glad I was having trouble with notes on the fridge and needed someone to help me brainstorm. You are an unexpected treasure and you better understand I love you. I mean, Carlisle and Bella is just inherently wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> but for that, I hope you all enjoy the journey. Just remember that this is Je- Jesse why pt's baby so any complaints can be made directly to her hmm. disclaimer uh i will never be able to look stephanie myers in the eye knowing i've written this about carlisle and bella this makes me not stephanie myers that is the best dedication and authors know i have ever seen and before you get into this chapter remind us again what is the name of the fic and the author this fic is called the space between The Spaces Between the Notes. It is by Lyrical Chris. Okay, I'm so excited. Yes. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I've been ready. (laughs) Of course, there was a cost to being an artist. The problem with art, writing, drawing, painting, music, was just, wait, no, was that it laid a piece of the soul bare for all to see. There was always the risk of losing that piece, or perhaps worse. There was always the risk of that little bit of soul getting warped, turning into something it wasn't before. In the 22 years Carlisle Cullen had been a successful singer-songwriter, he'd certainly misplaced bits and pieces of himself. There was one piece of his soul he'd never get back, one piece that ached more than anything, one piece, one regret, one life lost. Once upon a time, Carlisle would have spent the hours before a concert trolling the local bars. The venues he played were always surrounded by little bars, pubs, and women, hell, women and men, who were dazzled by the allure of a real rock star. Now he preferred holding himself up in his hotel room with his guitar plucking out notes and thinking about the people, the times, who inspired them. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. So that is a really good intro. 
Car- so Carlisle's already like starting off being like a little over the scene. Yeah, he's he's the brooding rock star. He's angry. So <clears throat> absolutely not. Bella Swan stared at the ceiling, biting her tongue. To the best of her knowledge, she'd never thrown the epic tantrums teens were supposed to be known for. Surely she was allowed just one. It's a school night, Bella. I'll be tired, but I'll go to school anyway. I haven't missed a day this semester. What's one day? Bella argued. Shouldn't you be thrilled at this? You went to see Carlisle Cullen when you you were 18, and here I am, your 18-year-old daughter, and I love his music. I never liked his music, Charlie grumbled. It was your mother. Your mother was nuts for him. I just went because I knew if I didn't, if she had a chance, she'd run off with him. He shook his head, looking at her. Anyway, that's exactly why I don't want you to go. I know what his concerts are like, and it's too dangerous. He's trouble. Those concerts are trouble. Charlie would not be swayed. Bella was bummed all through school that day. As much as possible, she kept her earbuds in. The thing about Carlisle Cullen's music was the utter honesty. There was a raw quality to his lyrics. Like he saw the good and the bad of people, of love itself. There was no beauty without ugliness. Maybe he'd grown up. But his more recent songs often muse about having to travel the indignant roads of young adulthood adulthood to arrive at maturity. And Bella had never rebelled before. She was 18, an adult. Her father could say no, but ultimately he couldn't stop her. Bella turned her truck toward Seattle, toward freedom and Carlisle Cullen. Ooh, she gonna be in trouble. She's gonna get in trouble. <laughs> also, ironic that when her dad was 18 and her mom was 18, she went, they went to see Carlisle. Uh-huh. Just putting it into perspective how old this dude is. <laughs> in, the, in the synopsis, it says that he's over two decades older than her. I mean, that's okay. I'm not frowning upon it. I'm just, it's ironic. Yeah. Her parents at her age went to see him come in full circle. Sorry. There was a time when the scene was different for Carlisle. Some things were the same. There was the emotion in the room, the incredible high of a venue full of people connecting with his voice, the notes he played, the words he sang. Their voices raised with his, his words echoing through the space. That vibe was incredible, an intense emotion that couldn't be named or replicated. When he left the stage, his heart still pumped fast with adrenaline. But rather than returning to the prep room to the adoring, typical female fans he'd let in before the show, he nodded to his manager and slipped in the little room alone. Almost before his ass was down on the sofa, his fingers were in his hair, slipping under the edge of the dark-haired wig he wore. He held the hairpiece away from him, contemplating, contemplating it with wry amusement. When he was 18 years old, the decision had only seemed obvious. The last thing he wanted was to be the blonde pretty boy. 
not exactly the bad boy image he'd been so fond of back then. So he dyed it hair. So he dyed his hair jet black. Jet black hair, smudged guy liner, tattoos on his arms, always on display with the sleeveless shirts he wore when he wore shirts at all. He kept the look over the years, more a nostalgic nod to his hardcore fans than anything else. But now he took off the wig and wiped away the makeup. He was comfortable with the man in the mirror. The blonde hair was streaked at his temple with fine silver here and there. The bags under his eyes made it seem like he'd left some of the black smudges of eyeshadow and there were the tail-tail wrinkles of a life well-lived at his brow and the corners of his mouth. Once upon a time, he might have left the venue with a pretty little thing under his arm. He thought, as he always did at the times like these, if, of Esme and the chance he lost when he lost her. He left the club alone, signing a few autographs for fans who'd waited for him in the back lot. Getting in his rental, he tapped on the steering wheel restlessly, not quite ready to go back to the hotel. His memories of what little time he got with the love of his life were right on the surface of his mind, and he returned to the silence of his room now. He would be consumed. Stopping again, he waved the bouncer over. Okay, now we have to come up with a Carlisle voice. Mm. <laughs> Meditate on it. Think hard. <laughs> Carlisle is the most important here. I can't use the same voice as I used for Charlie. No. And I can't use the Derek voice. No. Also, I don't think you'd want to use the Derek voice. I think that would hurt your throat. <laughs> oh, I, and I, I don't think a rock star would have the Derek voice. And I don't want to, do you think I should use a British voice? Can you stick to a British voice? We can try. Let's do it. What I mean, go for what you feel comfortable with. Okay. Do you know? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> do you know an all night? Nope. No. No, that's that's very female. And it was also I don't. It sounded a little southern. <laughs> do you know an all night diner nearby? How's that? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's British, quite British, but that was very southern. It was very southern, but you could probably stick to it pretty easily. I can probably stick with that very easily. <laughs> okay. I think there's some singing parts. I'm gonna have to sing in this. Ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> so close and yet so far. Bella kicked the tire of her ancient trunk. Nope, let's try that. Bella kicked the tire of her ancient truck, bouncing around a little to try to get her blood flowing. It was cold. It was cold. It was cold because it was Seattle. It was sheeting rain, and her truck was dead. This was possibly the worst night of her life. First, she had driven all this way. The drive to Seattle was horrendously long, especially in her ancient truck. She narrowly avoided hitting a deer that scared her half to death, forcing her off the road. 
it had taken precious minutes away from her Carlisle time. And she'd had to get her truck out of the mud. She should have known then her trip was doomed. Whether it was because she'd gotten mud someplace the tire couldn't take it. Oh, no, no, no. Whether it was because she'd gotten mud someplace the tire truck couldn't take it or for some other reason entirely, about five miles from the club, she broke down. The truck was completely dead. Still determined, Bella hopped on a bus, making it to the venue when Carlisle was only one song into his set. She was bouncing with excitement, already blissed out to the muffled sound of his rich, passionate voice. She presented her ticket and driver's license to the doorman. Sorry, kid, the man said, handing her license back. Come back in three years. Is the bouncer Derek? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it works. Derek totally looks like he could be a bouncer with those muscles. In the last book, in the last story I read last night, he was, uh, he was totally a bouncer. Perfect. In all her planning, she'd noted, neglected to notice the club was a 21 plus only venue. It was even on her ticket as the bounce, bouncer helpfully pointed out. She lingered outside the club, trying to discern the song by the tone alone. When it proved too frustrating to be so close, so close, Bella finally gave up and started walking back to, in the direction of her truck. Given in, to the inevitable, she called her dad for help. He answered the phone, already yelling, indignant at being treated like a child that didn't deserve even a single measure of respect. Bella ended up yelling back rather than telling him what had happened. Bella, she told her father in no uncertain terms that she was an adult and he'd better not even think about coming to Seattle to get her. Then she hung up and then she got lost. It was well past midnight when she finally got back to her cold, dead truck. She didn't even have enough money in her bank account for a hotel room. So she resigned herself to keep walking until she found an all-night diner. A car with dark windows slowed down beside her. Bella found the, felt the ice-cold fingers. No, sorry. Yeah. Bella felt the ice-cold finger of fear go straight down her spine. Of course, this would be perfect. This would be fitting. She began to walk faster, frightened and furious at herself. There was no one else on the street. The bright lights of a large street loomed too far ahead. She was going to be kidnapped and murdered, and who knew what else? And she hadn't even gotten to hear Carl Excuse me. There was something about the man's voice that made Bella turn her head automatically, even though every sense she had come, she had, was screaming for her to run. She blinked. She stared. Was that your truck down the road? Did you run out of gas? The man asked kindly. He had beautiful blue eyes, the same shade of blue she'd stared at from the cassette tapes and CDs of her mother's collection. She stared some more. His lips quirked, his gentle smile broadening somewhat with a knowing look in his eyes. She was so busted. 
There was no playing this cool now. She knew, he knew, she'd recognized him. You soaked, he observed, his voice as rich when he spoke as when he was, when he sung. Why don't you let me take you wherever you're going? I, I was just, I was just trying to find a restaurant, some place dry and warm, she blurted, despite the freezing temperature and the pouring rain. Her cheeks heated at her ineloquent speech. But Jesus fucking Christ, she was staring at Carlisle Cullen. He was asking to take her somewhere in his car. Perhaps she'd fallen and hit her head at some point because she was fairly certain this was how fantasies began. Potentially R-rated fantasies. X-rated. <laughs> huh? X-rated fantasies. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Let's read that again. Potentially X-rated fantasies. <laughs> that's even better. It's my favorite. Huh? I said, that's my favorite. Yeah. As it happens, I was on my way to Adana. Since we're going the same way, let me drive you, he invited again. She heard the click of the automatic door unlocking. He tilted his head, his expression only concerned. Sweetheart, really, I hope you don't find it condescending. But it would make me feel better not leaving you alone on the street in the middle of the night. Well, who was she to argue with that? She got in the car. <laughs> what do you think so far? Oh, it's good. But also, folks, that's how people get murdered. Rockstar or not, don't get into strangers' cars. <laughs> Have you ever watched Lifetime? But in other news, this Carlisle sounds very hot, and I'm excited for Bella's fangirl fantasies. Yeah, well, so. apparently we've made him a Southern rock star. We have made him, but you know, it's kind of fitting. Yeah. It's fitting. Yeah. yeah. It's fitting because Eagles are in my car right now. <laughs> nice. Okay. Carlisle tapped his foot restlessly, his eyes skimming straight over the top of the menu in his hand, trained on the bathroom door waiting for Bella to come out. He, it didn't escape him that back in the days of his youth, she was exactly the kind of girl he would have taken back to his hotel room. She was beautiful, but not in that overtly sexual way. Her clothes were not revealing in the slightest, just jeans and a long-sleeved shirt. And though he knew it wasn't what she was there for, there was a hint of flirtation in her speech. The more they'd spoken, the more Carlisle thought she probably didn't realize what she was doing. So this is, no, okay. So this is pretty much every girl's fantasy, she laughed. If she were some other type of person, she would have, she could have pressed, could have assumed. He was a rock star, and she was a beautiful young girl. The cabin of his car was suddenly very small, too small. He could tell that she was attracted to him, and he would be lying if he said the attraction wasn't mutual. When they got to the diner, he fished through the luggage, still in the back seat of his car, to find her dry clothes. She finally emerged from the bathroom looking charmingly bed bed draggled mm -hmm. in his too big 
clothes with her hair hanging damp and loose past her shoulders. She looked up as he stood, raising his hand so she would see him. And when she smiled, a memory flashed through Carlyle's eyes. He remembered Esme's laugh one hot afternoon they spent down by a river in Texas. Her hair was dark and wavy when it was wet, just like Bella's. They had the same eyes, he realized, not the same color. Bella's were warm brown where Esme's had been a deep green, but the look in them, innocent, but with an edge of knowledge that bellied their obvious youth. Jesus Christ, it did thanks to him to see Bella in his clothes. It made his mouth go dry. He'd barely begun to process rational thought like the way he, she had to hold his pants up as she walked to keep them from falling. When she shivered and he, was, he noticed the goosebumps on her arms, quickly he took off his leather jacket and draped it over her shoulders. Better? She nodded. I needed, I need, um, she pressed her lips together, her eyes flitting up to his rather than ask for what she needed. She took it. His eyes were wide, his body frozen as he unbuckled his belt and slipped it through the loops. Two years later, and the move would have been pure sex. As it was her expression, as it was, her expression was furtive beguilingly innocent he she just reached over and just mm-hmm. pulled his belt off she just helped herself to it in the middle of a diner i don't understand what is meant by two years later and the move would have been pure sex like does, is he aware she's 18 like he's saying like so. if she was 20 it'd be different yeah okay i think so <clears throat> okay so but oh my goodness <laughs> Kind of a hot move. Yeah. He wanted to kiss her right then. Wanted it more than he wanted anything in a long, long time. She broke their stare, stepping back and looking around. Carlisle felt a little dumbfounded, watching as she fixed the belt around her waist. Her expression when she looked up again was pleased. There. Thanks. Nodding, Carlisle managed to remember how to sit. He was flustered more than a little nonplus because on the one hand there was a stirring in, stirring in him he hadn't felt in a long time he was charmed smitten with the girl woman in front of him she recognized him that much was obvious he'd heard the way she stumbled when she looked up and realized who was offering her a ride it was intriguing on more than one level the first question he'd asked when she got in the car was how old are you? It spoke volumes about her when she told the truth. Not a lot of 18-year-olds even knew he existed. And despite the fact she was quite obviously a little bit intimidated by him, she was indignant when he offered to stay with her until her dad could come get her. I don't want my dad's help, she said somewhat scathingly. He, he would come and kill you anyways. Did you know he used to go to your shows? Really? She nodded. He was afraid my mother would run away with you. That had a sobering effect. She was an adult, but only legally. She was smart, but that didn't mean he should. And as interesting as he was, 
no. And as interested as he was, the inherent need to protect something so beautifully pure was strong in him. So now, as he sat across from her, he tried not to think of things he shouldn't. Watching as she warmed her fingertips against a cup of hot chocolate, holding her face over the steam. She'd ordered her chocolate with whipped cream. For some reason, that made him smile. I could take you home. I should take you home, he muttered after she, she'd outlined exactly what kind of trouble she was in. Dead truck, no money, hours upon hours away from home. Bella raised an eyebrow. Forks is five hours away. I have nothing better to do, he returned easily. My next show is in a week. I'm in no rush. Her lips quirked down at the corners and she picked up the grilled cheese and tomato sandwich she'd ordered. Her cheeks flushed bright pink. I don't need to be bailed out of every mistake. Life's best lessons are meant to be learned the hard way. Carlisle had to laugh. I was 19 when I wrote that. Teenagers think they know everything. It's a romantic notion, dealing with every mistake on your own. I'm not on my own, she pointed out for a moment. She chewed thoughtfully. What's the worst that can happen? I spend a night freezing out in my car, call my friend Jake in the morning. He did just school to come fix this piece of crap he sold my dad. And I get home so he can try to ground me for the rest of high school. You could get murdered on the street, he pointed out. You and I could both be crushed by falling tree on the way back to Forks, she shot back. Again, Carlisle had to laugh. And he looked down at his lap, shaking his head. <laughs> She's kind of witty, isn't she? She's very witty. I like that about her. She's a spitfire. <laughs> yeah. It seems like this Bella has more of a backbone than... I mean, I'm sure I've... Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This was surreal. She was in Carlisle Collins' hotel room. He had assured her repeatedly he had not but honorable intentions, and she believed him. He worried about the potential murder out on the darkened Seattle streets. She maybe naively felt like she knew him well enough to understand there was no nefarious purpose he wanted her in his hotel room. After all, if he tried to seduce her, she probably would have been all over that embarrassingly fast. There was no need for games. He left her the bed, of course, insisting on taking the couch in the gathering room of the suite. Rather than say goodnight right away, he lingered at first, leaning up against the wall. But as they talked, he crept closer until he was sitting on the floor with his back against the bed. Caught up in the dreamlike atmosphere, Bella felt emboldened enough to voice thoughts that were supposed to be secret. I think I could tell you the story of your life from the lyrics you write. When he tilted his head back on the bed, staring at her, she felt breathless and foolish. She wanted to kiss him. She closed her eyes until the feeling passed and to distract herself, she picked apart songs. 
She guessed his relationship with his father was tumultuous, but he put his mother on a pedestal. She talked about how he loved honestly. She thought he loved a lot, how often he waxed poetic about the beauty, the glory of love. What you felt for those girls, those women was honest and it was beautiful. But when you fell in love for real, the deep kind, the kind that changes you at the soul level. His eyes were fathomless as he tilted his head back, his head back, staring up at her, lip pressed tight together. The expression on his face, all the confirmation she needed. When you lost her, your music changed completely. He blinked slow and Bella's stomach twisted. I'm sorry, she died, didn't she? It's terrible. I shouldn't have brought it up. How, how did you know that? That was British. It sounded Southern, it's okay. <laughs> he asked, his voice soft, gentle as always. No one has ever knew about us. Not one paper, not one magazine. It was hard to understand the expression on his face. It's all in the music you wrote. It, it's all in the music you wrote. No, okay, I keep messing up, I'm sorry. That's okay. It's all in the music. You wrote it in there, didn't you? It's, it was gorgeous. I know that's probably horrible to say because I could feel the pain in the words. But there's beauty to pain, isn't there? Turning, he pushed onto his knees so their eyes were level. Abruptly, Bella's, Bella's stomach was twisted for entirely different reasons. The look in his eyes had shifted. It made her heart speed, her heart speed. Let me try that sentence again. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna edit this sentence. Also, since you're editing, I just want to let you know, Bella sounds like Styles. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it works. But I just, you gave her a Styles voice. <laughs> I wanted her to be delicate, but still have a backbone. Like Styles, he's delicate, yeah. but still has a backbone. <laughs> okay. The look in his eyes had shifted. It made her heart speed up. He cupped her cheek, his fingers caressing. There was a song, one of her favorites. He sang about just this moment, this perfect moment that was all thrill and anticipation. Right then, Bella's personal opinion was that there was not enough songs on the subject. Quite a few more were necessary to encapsulate the range of emotions going through her. But when his lips touched hers, every thought left her mind. It wasn't just that she was kissing Carlisle Cullen, rock star, singer of lyrics that touched her heart and soul. In that breath, they could have been any two people expressing the connection of a shared moment only they would have ever understand. He held her upper lip between his for a second and then another. His fingers cupped the back of her neck pulling and he tasted her again 
Before she knew it, her fingers were tangled in his hair. Their kisses were still chaste, but they lingered. He, she laid back and he followed her, leaning over her. Bella whimpered into his mouth and his kisses were quicker, harder, seeking. And then he gasped and skittered backwards a pace, his eyes closed, his mouth still open. I shouldn't have done that. Bella's heart gave a painful lurch. She had to clench her jaw before she reacted emotionally. As much as she wanted to argue, she understood why. She did. Closing her eyes, she huffed once, twice, trying to catch her breath, trying to remember how to speak without talking about the ache in her chest. There's no point in pretending you don't regret kisses. You regret circumstances. She opened her eyes in time to catch his smile. I don't regret it, he murmured after another handful of breaths. I don't either, she said truthfully. This would be one of those great, this would be one of the greatest stories of her life. Get some sleep, he said with a sigh. Shifting himself, lifting himself up off the floor. He lingered a moment, rubbing the back of his neck. Bella bit the side of her cheek, fighting the almost overwhelming urge to pull him back into bed. He sighed again and reminded, her, and reminded her he'd be on the couch if she needed anything. Good night, Bella. Good night, she whispered into the darkness of the room well after he'd left. Ah. end of chapter one. Oh, it's so raw yeah a lot of emotions here yeah also they're moving a little quick but i you know i get it if you're caught up in those raw emotions and somebody like finally actually understands him and doesn't just like glaze over the fact that he's just that he's a rock star like he's yeah. human so yeah, I kind of like their dynamic so far. I think you're right. This Bella definitely has a backbone and she's witty and she just like gives back. And I, I appreciate she's smart. that. Really smart. She figured out like what the songs meant when none of it was public knowledge. Yeah, she was able to get deep. So that's awesome. This is good so far. I mean, if it was anybody like, bef if it was actually like, other characters between besides Twilight characters, this would be a really good novella. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a very good story. I can't yes. wait for the next upcoming chapters. Yeah. See where this takes us. Yeah. Also, so my next question is, is she going to go home and fight with Charlie? Huh? I said my next question is, for the next chapters, does she go home and fight with Charlie? He's not going to be happy that she didn't come home. Yeah. And he really, like, she was right. She, he really can't ground her. She's 18 years old. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also, like, you kind of have to respect your parent who's li you're living with. You know, you don't yeah. want them to worry about you. My house, my rules. Yeah. I mean, it's valid. Yeah. <laughs> so I will give nothing away for next week. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I will tell you there are there is a little singing in this episode. You will get my singing. 
in the next one no not i don't know about the next one oh but in the story they're singing uh they're singing. so gotta sing it like a rock star you're gonna get my like uh deep singing voice when i try to sing like a man <laughs> that's exciting yeah you're gonna nail it you're gonna sound like a rock star Carlisle yeah. would be jealous of your talent. <laughs> I am no Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can be Freddie, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> no. I look forward to the next seven weeks. Me too. But oh, me too. Yeah. If that is how it starts out, it actually is kind of a slow burn because he resists a lot. So I like that it's a little bit of a slow burn, but we're getting a little bit of, I don't want to say like action, but like we're getting a little bit of something starting to form. So I have a feeling with it being a slow burn, we're going to cool off for it's kind the next of a, chapter like, or two. An attraction at first sight. Yeah. Like they feel, they definitely feel attracted to each other. And it isn't just like, oh my God, he's a rock star. And it isn't, oh my God, she's an 18 year old girl. There's like an emotional attraction there mm -hmm. and intellectual. Yeah. Agreed. So, no, I can definitely see it. Yeah. But even, even the author of this, like Carlisle and Bella is so wrong, 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 wrong. And I'll try to like read more of the author's notes because Lyrical Chris does like write interesting author's notes. At the beginning of each chapter? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, Give them well, credit my, for their thoughts. <laughs> my computer's going to die, so we're going to have to sign off. Okay, cool. Do you want to lead us out? Okay. Thank you, Chaotix, for joining us for this new story. It's going to be a blast. This is Johnny signing off. Thanks, Chaotix. We'll see you next Chaotic Thursday. Bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> thank you for joining us on our journey today. We'd like to thank Lyrical Chris for allowing us to read their story, The Spaces Between the Notes. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and archive of our own as Ships of Chaos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Chaotic Thursday.